Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about cash flow management. Uh, which I've done a few different episodes on. And the reason for that is that it's by far the most important thing to master in order to build wealth. And in fact, it's the reason, probably the single biggest reason, why most people actually fail to build wealth. That is, they don't have good disciplines around cash flow management. I've never met an independently wealthy person that doesn't have good cash flow management. That's not to say they don't spend money on luxury items. It's to say that they're very conscious about their spending and they only spend on luxury items that really matter to them. And so good cash flow management isn't about denying yourself all of the time. It's about recognising when uh, it's okay to pay a premium for a particular experience or product and when it's ultimately not really going to impact your standard of living. So there's a saying that a vacuum always fills, and that is true with cash flow. And I noticed that um, people's expenditure tends to increase in line with any increases in income. Uh, you know, there's always something to spend money on, a better home, better clothes, better, better schools, better holidays, better restaurants, and the list goes on. Our ego really wants us to spend all our money on stuff because we tell ourselves that we're worth it, we're worth it, we've worked hard, we're sacrificed. You know, we deserve these things. Um, and uh, But the ego is really the enemy of successful wealth accumulation, I think. So the difference between um, people that have been successful in building wealth and those that, that aren't is that the people that are successful in building wealth, let's call them the rich, uh, they don't waste money. You know, they think about um, their expenditure and if it's not a big deal to them, if it's just a a thing they need to buy or, you know, it's not going to make a big difference to their standard of living, then they'll look for the cheapest option. They'll be smart about the way that they're spending. Now, of course, there's going to be times when they're going to spend on luxury items and they know they're getting ripped off. For example, you know, they're going to buy a particular brand name or, you know, put a particular oven in their kitchen and they know they're paying well over the odds of probably what the product costs to make, but they don't do it every time. And they realize that the there's not many things we spend money on that are truly going to matter. You know, there's probably only a handful of things that we spend money on each year where paying the premium, getting the luxury item, getting the brand name is actually going to have a lasting impact. Um, For most uh, expenditure, you know, we wouldn't even think about it possibly days and certainly weeks and months later. It doesn't have a lasting impact. The other thing is that they take a different psychological lens towards expenditure. You know, I find people that aren't uh, financially independent sometimes use their spending habits to make themselves feel rich, to make themselves feel important and successful. You know, they tell themselves a story that not many people can spend 700 bucks on a pair of shoes. I can afford to do that, so I must be doing okay. Whereas uh, rich people understand that yeah they've got enough wealth they've got they can buy all the seven hundred dollars shoes they can buy a, a pair of seven hundred dollars shoes every single day if they really want but they know it's not going to make a big deal to their standard of living they, they don't need to spend money to make themselves feel rich so for the most part then 
um, what they really want to do is feel smart about their money. And they know it's not smart to go and buy a $700 pair of shoes every single day. And so they tend to then sort of focus on two questions, which is really, do I want and need this? I mean, how many pairs of shoes do I need? And then secondly, is it good value for money? Am I getting ripped off here? You know, sometimes the answer is going to be yes, I'm getting ripped off. You know, I'm paying a premium. Um, But sometimes that's worth it. Most of the time, it's not. And so instead of spending to make themselves feel rich, they spend to make themselves feel smart. And uh, that's kind of the key lens. So I guess one of the learnings that we can, or observations we can take away from that is that um, maybe we change the story in our head. Maybe we tell ourselves, well, in fact, we do probably have the financial resources to go out and buy everything we really want or you know, everything we see. But instead, we want to feel smart about money rather than feeling rich for a moment because we've spent that, spent that money. And that's what, um, that, that's what I think successful investors do is they really focus on feeling smart about the way that they're using money. So why is cash flow so important, cash flow management so important? Well, because if we spend everything we earn, we have nothing left over to save for tomorrow, and uh, which is okay, you know, seize the day, make the most of life, life is short, who knows how long we're on this earth for, but it's not really a balanced approach and not something that, you know, that, that's not going to have negative consequences because if we're not saving for tomorrow, what happens when tomorrow comes and we're not getting out of bed and going to work? So therefore, what we really need to be doing is saving a bit and spending a bit so that we're enjoying life today, but we know we're also saving for tomorrow. And it's really just about um, making sure we have a surplus income, so not spending everything we earn and taking that surplus and investing it regularly. Now, in terms of what you do with that cash flow surplus, well, that's going to depend on your circumstances, but you know, you could put it towards debt repayments, super contributions, Go and borrow to invest in shares or property. Uh, just put it into shares or put it in a bank account, a savings account. There's lots of things that you can do in terms of what you do with your cash flow surplus. And I've written uh, a, a few different blogs and done some podcasts in, in respect to that. But it's really about it's really coming back to saying, okay, I've got a certain amount each year that I'm going to put towards my financial security. I'm going to invest for tomorrow. Now, in, when it comes to cash flow management, you can't manage what you don't measure. You know, so the first step has to be measurement. And the question that I'd like to ask you is, do you know how much you spend on general living expenses? And I don't mean guess. Can you guess or can you give me a range? But do you really know how much you spend on general living expenses? And there's really three important numbers you need to know. The first one is, on average, how much do you spend per fortnight or month on general living expenses? The second thing is, what is the split between discretionary and non-discretionary items? Because, uh, you know, discretionary is really about eating out, shopping, all the sorts of things that you could probably do without. Non-discretionary is going to be food, health, insurance, utilities, all the sorts of things that you actually need uh, to live. Um, so that the answer to that second question will tell you how much you really need to survive versus how much you need to enjoy your current standard of living. And the third item is, are you spending money on discretionary items that are adding very little to no enjoyment to your standard of living? Those expenses are wasteful and should be minimised or eliminated. And unless we're looking back at our expenditure, 
uh, it's gonna, it's impossible to identify them. They're small amounts. It's insidious. They start to really add up. Um, so it's something that you really need to be mindful of. The only way to do that is to go through, say, the last three months' worth of bank statements and credit card transactions. Uh, I've got some links in the show note and on the blog on the website to a video that I've um, recorded, show you exactly how to do it. And I've also got a link to a couple of pages from my book that explains step-by-step how to go through and sort out or review the last three months' worth of uh, living expenses. I would say for most people, it's going to take maybe one to two hours. It's not a real massive exercise, and it's very insightful. It's probably one of the best things that you can do from a wealth-building perspective. Um, And essentially, all you do is download the last three months of transactions into an Excel spreadsheet. You allocate it into seven categories, Uh, Then you sort by those seven categories and you can then identify uh, where your money is going and you can find uh, the answer to those three questions, which is how much are you spending, what's the split between discretionary and non-discretionary, and what are the wasteful uh, expenditure items. After this, this, that should allow you then, once you know how much you're spending on general living, then you know how much your mortgage repayments are, you know how much your income is, you can then work out whether you have a surplus, and if so, how much of that, how much is that surplus. Now, if you're unhappy with the numbers, so you find that you're spending more than you should, or more than you're comfortable, and or you don't have a surplus, or the surplus income that you do have isn't large enough, there's a, there's a couple things that you can do to kind of realign your spending. And I've learned this both professionally and personally. And it's, it's amazing how easy these steps are and, and how, uh, how well they work. The first thing is to um, sign yourself up to a one-month spending embargo. Uh, so that is, uh, unless you consciously exercise regular di- discipline around expenditure, your your spending will slip. It's a little bit like going on a diet, right? So, you know, if you just listen to a little voice inside your head saying, eat everything, have another piece of chocolate, etc., um, you're, you're probably not going to be able to stick to a diet. Instead, you need to practice regular discipline to say, no, I'm not going to have, I'm just going to have one piece and that's it, I'm going to stop, for example. The same is true with spending, you need to practice regular discipline. And so what a one-month spending embargo does is uh, kind of reset or recalibrate the way that you spend money. And essentially what you do for one month is eliminate all discretionary expenditure, right? One month is long is short enough uh, to stick to it, you know, to have the discipline to stick to it. Because let's be realistic, it's, it's silly to expect that we're not going to um, spend money on any discretionary items for any significant length of time, but we can do it for one month. It's a, like a little bit of a challenge. The second thing is one month is typically long enough to um, highlight all the money we t- tend to waste. You know, little bits tend to add up, and what it will show you is you know where you are spending the money, um, where, where you are spending some monies, and um, and how much they really do add up, and it will sort of help you reset your spending habits to some degree. And then secondly, once you come off the one-month spending embargo, you'll find you're, you're actually uh, even subconsciously more disciplined around uh, your decisions, your expenditure decisions. The second thing you can do to uh, realign your cash flow management habits is to set up a surplus bank account. 
So uh, the exercise that I just spoke about in terms of downloading your bank statements and ascertaining what your surplus income is, uh, once you've done that, if you work out, for example, that your surplus income is $20,000, or at least it should be $20,000 if you can make just a couple of changes and eliminate a few different or moderate a few different expenses, then what you should do, which is really similar to the method popularized in the book called Barefoot Investor, and there's a couple of other books around that um, that advocate this way of managing your bank accounts. Uh, what I would say is to, don't change anything necessarily in the way that you're spending money, except for open up a separate savings account, which is we're going to call your surplus account. And then every fortnight, set up a direct debit of $770, which is essentially $20,000 a year, that goes into that surplus uh, bank account, and it's locked away. In, in fact, you sort of pay yourself first, and then you can spend what's left over. Um, you can attach that uh, that that sorry surplus bank account could be another offset account, for example, uh, that's a, that's linked to a, an investment loan or something like that. So at least the cash is kind of working for you, offsetting uh, your interest costs. Um, if you feel tempted sometimes to take the money out of the surplus account. Uh, uh, remove it, delink it from internet banking so you can't even see it. You know, you can find it, you can get the balance through phone banking or whatever if, if you think that's going to be a risk. But psychologically, if we're putting money into a separate account, psychologically we find it very painful to sort of take the money out because we know we're doing a bad thing uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily great. But at least then we can monitor what our spending looks like and we know we're then saving regularly. Now, at the end of the year, end of the financial year, you can decide potentially what to do with those surplus monies. Leave them offsetting debt, put them into super, invest them in shares, etc. That's going to depend on your um, uh, your personal situation naturally, but it's a good way to create some disciplines around cash flow management to force yourself into only spending what you should be spending. A question is, how often should you do this uh, kind of sanity check on your spending, so that is looking at the last three months or reviewing the last three months of expenditure. Well, I would say ideally you would do it every 12 to 24 months. And the reason that I suggest that is that things tend to slip over time. Um, bad habits can form, and uh, but they're insidious. You won't necessarily notice that they're forming. They'll sort of creep up on you. So it's a good um, idea then every one or two years to sit down and work out, okay, where is our money going? Are, are we spending money on things that really aren't adding much value or enjoyment to our standard of living that we can eliminate? And what is that total number, you know, in, in terms of expenditure? And I, am I comfortable with it? You know, there's no point absolutely trying to get it to rock bottom and destroying most of your enjoyment in terms of standard of living. That's silly. If you have a big enough surplus, you know, if you're able to get a reasonable enough money in context of your overall wealth and your other income, then that's enough. You know, as long as you do that and you stick to that regularly, that will be enough to build wealth. You don't need to um, reduce expenditure to absolute rock bottom levels in order to be successful. It's really about just being disciplined and having that cash flow management. After you've done all that, and if you do have a surplus and if you are confused, obviously what to what to do with it, how to allocate it. Of course, uh, I'd be very uh, open to having a, a chat with you and uh, maybe we can work together to help you, uh, to help you uh, direct that surplus as efficiently as possible. 
As always, uh, there's lots of information in the show notes and the blog on our website, including a whole bunch of different links to different videos and tools and, and tips and so forth. I hope you don't disregard this topic as something that's boring or I'll get to or that's kind of overrated. There's nothing overrated about good quality cash flow management and good quality cash flow management doesn't necessarily, in fact, it doesn't at all mean that you don't treat yourself to a fantastic holiday or some luxury goods every now and again. In fact, that's important uh, to have that balance. It's really just about making conscious spending decisions uh, and that's the key. If I underline conscious uh, is the key uh, element here. All right, guys, uh, that's it for this week. Until next week, bye for now.